Let me read to you this passage of Scripture. It's recorded in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Matthew and Mark just give a brief description, but Luke gives a full version of what actually happened. One of the greatest miracle stories in the Bible. And it can happen to us today. So it was as the multitude pressed about him, that is about Jesus, to hear the word of God. Friends, there are people out there that want to hear the word of God. How can the word of God go out to them? This is how it happened. That he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. Two boats. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. They were washing their nets. In other words, their job is done, their work is finished, Sao Kong already, close shop already. They are ready to go home. Call it a day. Then he got into one of the boats, one of the boats, which was Simon's. Why did Jesus go into Simon's boats? Why not the other boat? We don't know. But I pray that Jesus will get into your boat today. I pray that Jesus will get into your boat today because when he's there, something is going to happen. And Jesus asked him to put out a little from the land, just a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep. Early on, he said, just a little from the land, that's all so that the people could hear him speak. But now he says, let's go into the deep. A little from the land, deep. Go into the deep. And let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master! Peter used the word master. This is the equivalent of boss. Boss. He recognized someone greater than him. Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Have you ever been in that position? You work hard, you work hard, you work hard, and there's no results, no profit. You toil all day, you toil for so many years, and you, there's nothing to show. Welcome to life. That's a real life. Not everything is successful. And you are so frustrated. You can hear the frustration in the voice of Peter. We toil all night, caught nothing. Life can be very frustrating at times. Not everything will work according to our plan. No matter how much time, energy, money we put in, sometimes we come up with nothing. Nevertheless, 
at your word, we will. I will let down the net. Interesting, Jesus says what? Let down your nets. That's the plural. Let down your nets. Peter says, at your word, I will let down the net. Singular. Singular. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sing. Wow! This is a dumbfounding miracle. Blessings. They had expected to just go home empty-handed. Nothing to show their wife and family. But now, both their boats were filled. Wow, what a catch, what a miracle. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Wow, what a response from Peter. He could have just said, a thank you would be enough. But no, he confessed something greater because God is working in his heart. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish. Astonished, amazed. God always amazes us with his miracles. God always amazes us with the way that he does things, you know. And, and it's always marvelous. They were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. Other version says, From now on, you will be fishers of men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. They walk away from the riches that they have just obtained and followed Jesus. From this passage of Scripture, I'd like to share on availability. Availability. God can use you. Everybody say, availability. God can use you. Amen. The setting of the story is this. Jesus, a few days earlier, had just healed Peter's mother-in-law. And then he went to the desert. The people followed him. He taught, he healed, he performed many miracles. And then after that, he came to the Sea of Galilee, Lake of Tiberias, or the Sea of Gennesaret, all this refers to the same place. Different names, that's all. And the people followed him, even to the shoreline. And he wanted to preach the word of God, proclaim the word of God. But because of the crowd, he needed something, a vehicle 
to transmit the word of God. And so he saw Peter's boat. And he got into it. And he began to minister. That was the first pulpit in the world where Jesus preached from. It was from a boat. It was from a boat. And something began to happen. He saw the boat of Peter and he used it. At the Sea of Galilee, now some of you who have been to Israel, you would have visited that place. Maybe it's different today than it was in the days of Jesus. But the Sea of Galilee is a thriving place. And uh, the Sea of Galilee is the largest fresh water body of water in Israel, covering about 64 square miles. And it is the lowest fresh water on the earth. It is 700 feet below sea level. And it was teeming with fishes. And there were a lot of boats, and the main trade there at that time was fishing. And so there was Peter, Simon, uh, 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 Simon Peter, and also uh, uh, James and John. Now, this is not the first time that Simon encountered Jesus. This is the third time. It was Andrew, his brother, who introduced Peter to the Lord Jesus Christ. And maybe Peter was impressed, but he was a commercial fisherman. He's not really interested in following Jesus as yet. He could be described as a fan, but not a follower. He was not enlisted as a disciple of Jesus Christ as yet. His main thing was fishing. Yes, he had a little bit of religion, but his main concern was fishing and just acting out a livelihood. And so it was then that the Lord Jesus Christ encountered Peter again. This time, he entered into his life and in his business. You see, he was a commercial fisherman. Fishing was his trade. Together with his partners, there is James and John. And Jesus came right into his life at that point. You see, God is interested in our work. God is interested in your business. It was at that point that Jesus entered into the life of Peter, right in the heart of his business, when he was feeling in his business. He had a fish all night and caught nothing. Nothing to show. Frustrated. And it was at that point that God comes in to his life. Friends, God is interested in your business. Especially when we have tried and worked so hard and we have not succeeded at all. There are a lot of hardworking people out there. But many times, even though they work hard, there's nothing to show. For some reasons, the fish is not there. For some reason, the customers are not there. For some reason, the results are not there. But don't give up. Ask Jesus Christ to come into the boat. He can turn it around. Somebody say, Amen. He can turn your frustration into fullness. He can turn your failure into success. If you will just invite him into that boat of yours and see how he begins to do it. Availability. That's what God is looking for. 
the number one problem that Christians face is availability before God. The main ingredient in success in a Christian life and business is availability before God. You have heard the phrase, God is not looking for ability. He's looking for availability. There are a lot of people out there who got a lot of abilities. But all the abilities in the world without the availing part will not, will be useless. Will not account to much. You see, availability comes from the word ability plus availing. If you don't avail yourself, the ability is pointless and useless. That's why God is looking for our availability. If we lack ability, God can make that up. God can equip you. God, God can empower you. God can grant you gifts from heaven above. But uh, there are so many people, able people out there, they are not used by God. Why? Because of the lack of availability. That's why it's not the size of our ability that matters, but rather it's the heart of our availability. God, number one thing that God looks for in His people is availability. So many gifted people in the church, but not everybody is serving God. Why? Some of them will say, ah, no, I'm too busy. Too busy. Or some will look at your gifts and say, but, but, but I don't have many giftings. I, I'm not able to do a lot of things. But God is not, not looking for abilities. If you will just avail yourself before the Lord, He can use you. That's all that God is asking. Look at Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6. Whom shall I send? The eyes of the Lord searching all over the world. Whom shall I send? And Isaiah says, here am I, Lord. I'm available. If you want to use me, use me. God says, good. That's all I need. Mary, the mother of Jesus, received news. She's going to bear the Messiah. What's her response? Be it done unto thy servant as thou hast spoken. Lord, I don't understand how this is going to work. But okay, I will lend you my womb. Use it. It's available. Ah, that's what God is looking for. Not your wealth, not your ability, not anything that you have. But if you will just avail this before the Lord, friends, He will take over. God wants to use what you have. Available, available means to be suitable and ready for use. 
Jesus needed something to proclaim the gospel, to preach the good news. He looked around, and that was the boat of Simon Peter. Peter's boat was available. Even then, Jesus had to ask Peter. He could have demanded and said, give me the boat. He could have just used the boat straight away. But the Bible is very clear. Jesus asked Peter. And Peter have a, cho have, 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 have a choice to make, to say yes or no. God doesn't demand from us our availability. Whatever that you have, God does not demand from us but he asked, will you say yes? Or will you say, sorry, la, I'm too busy, sorry, la, close shop already. This is too inconvenient. Sorry, I got other things to do. But to the credit of Peter, he says, yes. After all, my boat is just sitting there. You can use it, Jesus. And for Peter, the boat is his prized possession. It is just like the taxi man. The car is the prized possession. Without the car, you cannot earn a living. Without the boat, you cannot go out fishing. Very important. And yet, he surrendered that to the Lord. The boat represents our possession. It may be your house, it may be your car, whatever that you may possess. Will you make it available unto the Lord and say, yes, Lord, use it. Use it. Or are you like that little child who say, it's mine. You hold it so tightly. You will never release it. The nets represent our source of living, our businesses, our jobs, our career, our finance, everything that we have. Will you make it available unto the Lord and say, Lord, whatever you want to do with it, fine with me. It's available. That's the first point. Availability. That's all that God is looking for. Some of us say, but I don't have much to give. Doesn't matter. Just a little bit will be fine to show that you have a heart and a ministry of availability. You have heard last week about the five loaves and two fishes. From the little boy, all that he had. I used to think, five loaves, that's a lot for a little boy. How come he got five loaves? Don't tell me that he can finish five loaves for his lunch. But the loaf there could be just small pieces of bread, alright? Not big, not big uh, uh, loaf of bread. Small pieces of bread and a little bit of fish. A good lunch. Even that surrendered to the Lord. God used it to bless the multitude. You saw, we have the baby dedication today. Reminded me of the dedication of Samuel. Remember? Hannah prayed. Hannah prayed and prayed for a child because she was barren. And God answered her prayer. And what did she do with that little child whom she named Samuel? She says, Lord, I give him back to you. In fact, interestingly, in 1 Samuel chapter 1, the word used is, I loan it, I loan him to the Lord. I lend him to the Lord. Lord, this Samuel is available. 
Can you just imagine a mother or, 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 or a barren woman praying so hard for a child and when the Lord finally blesses her with a child, she did not keep the child. She surrendered unto the Lord, to the temple of God. And Samuel grew up in the temple, not with the mother, but with the priest, Eli. But guess what? Whatever you give unto the Lord, whatever you surrender and made available unto the Lord, He will bless and He will use. And Samuel became the greatest judge in the whole of Israel. The heart of availability. That's all that God is looking for today. And He will not leave you helpless. Take God at His word and see what can happen. So Jesus said to Simon Peter, launch out into the deep. And Peter was saying, hey, I, I want to go back. It's been a long night. It's been a long night. And Jesus had finished preaching. And finally when He said, Amen, Peter was so happy, finally he can go home now. But but Jesus is not done yet. He dismissed the crowd and after that he turned to Peter and the work is about to begin. And he told Peter, launch out into the deep. Sounds crazy. Doesn't make sense to Peter. And then the next word of Jesus is even more confusing. Now let down your nets. Now Peter is a very experienced fisherman. He knows more about fishing than anybody else. And he knows that you don't fish in the daytime. It was late morning at that time. You don't fish in the daytime. Commercial fishermen don't fish in the day. They fish at night. That's when the fishers come out. Now, recreational fishermen, people who fish for fun, they fish during the daytime, right? You don't, you don't go and fish at night. I mean, it's too troublesome. But recreational, you know, uh, who, uh, people who fish for fun, you know, and they, they, they fish during the daytime. But not the fishermen. They go out at night. And where do they fish? They don't go into the deep. That's not where you find the fishes. The fishes are found in shallow waters. I'm a diver. I dive. And a lot of divers, you know, when, when, when they are in the boat or, or, or ship, you know, and, and, and the dive master is about to take you down, normally they ask, how deep are we going to go today? And then the dive master may say, 20 meters. Ah, then you'll hear all the disappointment. disappointment. Divers want to go deep. Can we go 30 meters? That's the maximum depth you can go. They think that at 30 meters, you can see more fish. But I have been there at 30 meters, 35 meters, nothing much to see. Sometimes you may catch a few big fish, but most of the fishes are around 20 meters, 25 meters. They are around there. And so when Jesus says, launch out into the deep, it doesn't make sense to, a, to an experienced fisherman. And furthermore, they are not using bait and, and, and hook, line and sinker. They are using net. Net doesn't go down very deep. It's useless. 
So it doesn't make sense at all to, to, to Peter. The place is wrong. The timing is wrong. It doesn't make sense. But that's what Jesus said. Launch out into the deep. You have been fishing in the shallow water for too long. Now I want to take you to deeper water. Christians, we have been wading in the shallow water for too long. God has deeper things for us. God has deeper rewards for us. Launch out into the deep. Some of us have been sitting down there for too long in the pews. God says, come on, it's time to launch out. It's time to do something new. It's time to take that mission trip. It's time to do something radical for the Lord. Launch out into the deep. Don't just hear, don't just listen, but do something for the Lord. Let down your net. Use whatever you have. Whatever little that you have, whatever the little or much, use whatever that you have. So many times they say, I cannot do this, I cannot do that, I don't have this, I don't have that. God doesn't look at what we do not have. God looks at what we have. And He takes it if you will just make it available to Him and He will use it. Like that woman in Mark chapter 14, from a terrible background, sinful background, she came to Jesus she took what she had, a very expensive alabaster box, broke it, anointed the feet of Jesus. The disciples grumble and say, why such a waste? And Jesus said in verse 8, she has done what she could. And that's all that God wants from us, to do what you can. God never asks us to do something that we cannot, something that we do not have. But He starts off with something that we have and when you do what you can, just let down that net. That's all that God is asking. Let down that net. You may not understand it. But take God at His word and see what can happen. So it doesn't make sense to Peter and he may have a little bit of an argument with the master because Peter is an experienced fisherman and, 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 and Jesus, he's the son of a carpenter. What does he know about fishing? It doesn't make sense. But Peter says, okay, I don't want to argue with you. I'll do what you say. I'll do whatever you say. And friends, that's the key to success. The nevertheless, when you don't understand, when it sounds ridiculous to you, the bad at your word, friends, that makes a difference. That's the key to success. When we are at the end of the rope, when we don't understand, when it sounds ridiculous to us, and yet we are willing to do what God says. At your word, I will. Let down the net. Trust the word of God even though it does not make sense. It does not make sense to Noah when God says build an ark. They have never even seen rain. Why build an ark? It doesn't make sense. 
A lot of things that God asks us to do may not make sense. But we are understanding it by and by. And so what did Peter do? At your word, I will do it. Is this faith? I don't think it's faith. Because there's a tinge of skepticism in the reply of Peter. We have toiled all night and we caught nothing. But at your word, okay, I'll do it. Peter doesn't have faith that he will catch anything. But he does it, why? Out of obedience. Out of obedience. And friends, this is the beauty of the story. I'm not minimizing faith, faith at all. But sometimes we think that, oh, everything is about faith. You want to get anything from God, it must be faith. Yes, faith is important. We are not minimizing it. But in this case, Peter had no faith. But he was obedient to the last word of Jesus Christ. At your word, I will do it. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is what God looks for in our life. Even when we don't understand, even when we are, at a, 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 we are despairing in life, but we still obey God and do what He tells us to do. Will you obey? Obedience to God will always bring blessing. Will always bring blessing. So God says, bring to the, the storehouse your tithes. You don't understand how it works. Only obey. Surrender yourself to the hand of the master. Take him at his word and see what he can do. And you will see that God actually wants to bless you when you obey. Next break, minds get blown apart and God is glorified. It's not just about boats. It's not just about nets. It's a blessing that God has for each one of us. So Peter let down the net and he began to haul it up. Didn't expect anything. But lo and behold, what a catch. What a catch. The nest was filled, brimming over with fishes. And this is a great miracle. You cannot have this kind of catch in the, in the deep waters. But they got it. God has somehow directed all the fishes to come together to the spot where Peter let down the net. Amazing! After Jesus has preached the word of God, he could have just said, thank you, Peter. See you again. But no, God never does that. Whatever that you surrender to God, whatever that you make available to God, he will bless it back. And more. He won't return to you the same amount, the same condition. He will bless even more. Everybody say more. More. So much more. 
the word that's used is a great multitude of fishes. A great multitude. Not just multitude, but a great multitude, a double blessing. And that's the way that God works. When you give to God, when you return to God your tithes, when you give to God your boats and your nets, when you give to God the mission's pledge and trust Him for it, friends, He will not shortchange any one of us. Some people say, oh, you come to church, always give, 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 give. That's the best definition of Christianity. But when you give, you don't become poorer. When you give unto God, you don't become poorer. Because God always have a way of multiplying back to you what you have given unto Him. God's principle does not work by the law of supply and demand, but God's principle works by the principle of superabundant supply. He will supply it back richly in return, even unto us. In other words, God is not a debtor to any one of us. God will not shortchange you at all. Believe Him, trust in Him. Charles Kraft, the founder of the Kraft Cheese Company. He, gave, he, he has a lot of money. Very wealthy man. He gave away 25% of all his income. And he said, the best investment that pays the richest dividend is what I have given unto God in his life. The best investment that pays the richest, the greatest dividend is the money that I have given to God. God will not shortchange any one of us. Would you dare to believe God and just obey Him? What a super abundant harvest of fish. And that's how God works. When He blesses, He blesses super abundantly. It's just like the widow with the oil in 2 Kings chapter 4. She was the wife of, the, of a prophet. The prophet had died. There was financial difficulties. She owed people a lot of money. She came to the prophet Elisha and said, I'm in trouble. And the prophet asked, what do you have? What do you have? And she says, nothing. I think it was, it's in verse 4. It says, nothing. I don't have anything left. But I have just this cruise of oil. A little bit of oil. And Elisha says, this is enough. Now, I want you to go out and get as many empty vessels as possible. As possible. She go and borrow all the empty vessels and containers, brought it to the house, and a miracle happens. The oil multiplies and flows. Fill every vessel until the last container, and there's no more container to contain the oil, and that's when the miracle stops. 
She said, go and sell the oil, pay off the debt, and live from there. And she did. Friends, the same with Peter. As, we, as I said earlier, the Lord Jesus says, let down the nets. It's in the plural. But what did Peter do? Did, uh, do? He let down a net, one net only. And as a result, what happened? The net was about to break. The catch was so great. Jesus says, plural, let down as many nets as possible. God knows what is under the water. God knows what is in the water, under the boat. All the fishes were teeming there. Miracle, a supernatural supply is happening. But Peter, oh, from, what his, from his experience, toiled all night and caught nothing, he just let down one net. And that's all that they got. The net was breaking. But miraculously, they managed to land all the fish into the boat. One boat was not enough. And he called his other partners and said, come, come, come. And they filled two boats. When God bless you, it is meant to be shared. Don't just keep all the fish to yourself. We are blessed in order to be a blessing. We are blessed in order to be a blessing. So God just multiplied. And friends, what is this miracle? It's not a healing miracle. We will see healing miracles even next weekend. Bring the sick. Believe the Lord. Trust the Lord even to heal the sick. Even in our healing encounter weekend. But this is not a healing miracle. This is a business miracle. A business miracle. His business was failing. He caught nothing. His investment has resulted in nothing. But suddenly Jesus comes along and suddenly there are two boats full of fishes. That's more than a month's wage. Everybody could just live off it. How many of you need a business miracle? God is not just interested in healing, spiritual blessings. He wants to bless your business. He wants to bless your work as well. How many of you are saying, Lord, come into my boat. Lord, I'm making my boat and my, my nets available to you. Lord, I'm going to do what you tell me to do. Grant your Lord a business miracle. In the name of Jesus, receive that business miracle right now. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! And in the church, God can do that miracle as well. The fish will come. You will catch a fish, not just by one and two, but by the hundreds, and this place shall be filled with a spiritual miracle where fishes will be drawn into the net, and this place will overflow as well. Can somebody say amen? In your life, God wants to do it. He wants to bless you until, as the Bible says, there's no room to contain Him. But then comes the interesting part. How do you respond to the miracle of God? That's very important. You see, God uses fat people. Please don't feel offended. Now, some of you who are, please don't feel offended. It's just an acronym. Just an acronym. F-A-T stands for Faithful, Available, and Teachable. 
We always say that even in our cell training, we used to say, God, you know, the, the fat acronym. What kind of people does God use? Fat people. Those who are faithful. You need to be faithful to the Lord first. Then after that, available. Faithful people are usually available people. Not always, but usually. All right? And then they must be humble. They must be teachable. Look at Peter. He knows a lot about fishing, but he still learned. He was still teachable. He received the instruction of the Lord. And that's the kind of people that God uses. But look at the response of Peter. When Peter saw, the Bible says, when Peter saw it, he saw something. He could have just said, thank you, Jesus. Huh? Thank you for blessing my life. Now I'm rich. Hallelujah, my dream has come true. I know. Instead, the Bible says he fall at the feet of Jesus Christ. He fall down at the feet of Jesus. Friends, his eyes is not on the fishes anymore because he knows he's in the presence of God Almighty. And there's only one response when you are in the presence of God Almighty. You cannot even stand in the presence of God. You have to fall down. You worship Jesus. He recognized his own sinfulness and he said, depart from me for I'm a sinful man. This gives hope to all of us. If God can use a sinful man like Peter, God can use any one of us. You don't have to be a super duper saint Super for rich fellow for God to use you. If God can use Peter who confessed, I am a sinner, God can use any one of us. So Jesus cleaned him up and commissioned him. You see, God does not need special people, but what he needs is people who are available. People who are available. That's all that God is asking. Then the miracles begin to happen. Don't look down on yourself. God wants to use you. This morning we pray for the teams that's going to Sabah, to Myanmar. and to Philippines. I look at them, ordinary people. Some of you are saying, ah, missions are cannot. Uh, I don't have the ability and I don't like their toilets. Don't let the small things keep you away. God says, no, no, I'm not looking for all those things. I'm just looking to see if you are available. If you are available, I can use you. That's all God is looking for. And you'll be amazed if you take God at His word and you say yes to Him. Say yes to Him. Avail yourself for that mission trip. You'll be amazed how God can use you to touch lives. Miracles begin to happen. I've seen people who are not so involved in the church, they go on missions field. They share the testimony. People are blessed. They lay hands on people. People are healed. Because of availability. 
there are a lot of things that can be done in the church. But we need people who are available. And for me, as a pastor, I have to confess, it's not about ability, however we can build a church and all those things. We cannot. It's not about our ability. We cannot do it by ourselves. But as a pastor, all I need to do is, Lord, I'm available for you to use me. I made myself available and He will begin to open doors. He will begin to use. Of course, I have to follow Jesus Christ. When I say I'm available, it's not just say, I am available, Lord, use me. I have to follow Jesus Christ. I have to follow the word of the Lord. I have to, I have to tune myself into the Holy Spirit. But all I'm saying is, Lord, I'm available. I don't know how you are going to use me. But here am I. And if all of us can do that, you will see what God can do. Brothers and sisters, when Jesus asks you to move your boat, have faith. When Jesus asks you to drop your net, be obedient. And when Jesus asks for your service, be available. And He will bless you super abundantly. More than we can imagine, more than we can ask, more than we can ever think of. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come on. Praise the Lord. So don't ask, can God use me? God can use you. But are you available? Let's pray. Thank you for watching. Subscribe to our channel so you don't miss out on anything new and stay connected with us on our social media.